Well, good morning, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to Under the Stained Glass this morning. I'm here with my partner, Ms. Whitney. Hi, how are you doing? Pretty good. And we're just going to be going a little deeper or a little different angle, mostly a family angle, into the lesson that we had today in church. So I just want to begin by kind of talking about that, that in church we were talking about how, and this is timely, I think, that we have a tendency as human beings to want to separate one another by race and by class and culture and creed, and how that really plays into some dark stuff in us. Mm-hmm, it, really. it really, yeah, it really brings out the sinfulness in us. It really is sinful. And even though we may not think of ourselves as outright prejudiced or having Mm -hmm. any kind of bigotry within us, these things are so ingrained and it's so hard to eradicate Mm -hmm. that they may actually crop up even when we don't think they are. And I believe it really grieves the Holy Spirit because in a sense, when we do that, when we judge people in a blanket way, that way, we're denying the unique image of God in each person, in each individual. We're kind of shutting that down. Absolutely. And when we box people in according to race or creed or class or even different sects of religion, we are highlighting the ways in which we ourselves are creating separations within society. Mm. And although these differences might be rooted in something real, there are differences and they might be minor, they might be pretty big. We use them as an opportunity to quibble and lay aside these uh, other opinions of other people or their voices or the value in them. And so when we let that come to the surface, we're just looking at the surface of a person instead of what we all share, which is humanity's potential for salvation. And as Christians, this is kind of a slippery slope for us Mm. because if we are called to emphasize our salvation and the gospel, and if we can't do that because of a prejudice that we have or some sort of little way we look at the world, then we're not able to do this. Yeah. So we're kind of cutting ourselves off from a whole field of potential harvest. Absolutely. And really that's undermining our mission. Well, it's really true. And I think that while this is really hard stuff to eradicate within us or weed out, like everything else, we need to begin to do that in the family. Mm-hmm. Again, why the family is just so important. As we talked about last week, the family is really the building block of the church mm-hmm. and not the other way around. So what we do with our kids around these kinds of topics is really important. In fact, I think as part of our devotional life with our kids, it's something to really address in a positive way to emphasize the universality of Christianity. Sure, yeah. Across international boundaries. Mm -hmm. And we can really do that in the Methodist Church because it is a worldwide movement spread so much over the last three centuries Mm -hmm. to every corner of the globe. And even point out things like the incredible showing when the Pope will go Mm -hmm. to different places and the outpouring of love of among young people mm-hmm. wherever he goes it's really pretty remarkable just to keep reminding ourselves that christianity is broad and it really speaks to people beyond language and race and culture obviously and all of those things sure absolutely yeah. and one aspect of our global christian experience that we share is communion mm-hmm. which we did today and we all sin even as children we have that tendency to have sin and we have the original sin that we all share and we need communion and Jesus knew that. So he gave us a way to do that in a similar way anywhere we are, which is really great. So when we share in that as a family, we can embrace the need that we have and we can recognize how this brings us together Mm -hmm. as a community, as Christians, as human beings. 
Gosh, and as a family, there's nothing more beautiful, I think, than receiving communion mm-hmm. with your kids. I know for me as a pastor, there's nothing I like better than seeing the little children come up and you just say, Jesus loves you. And this whole thing means that. Sure. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's gorgeous. But it also does help us to have a jumping off point, I think, for having those kinds of conversations with our kids about how sin is endemic Mm -hmm. in our human nature, that we're going to do these things, that we have these temptations. And also for parents to understand and to help their kids understand that parents also are under that same curse mm-hmm. of sin. You know, we all have it. In fact, even to the extent, and I'm a big believer in this, of asking your kids for forgiveness when yeah. you do those things so that you really, yeah, and let them realize, man, again, as we, I think we said a couple of weeks ago, uh, we're all under this beautiful authority of God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Well, communion is really a, a jumping off point for that. I think it's also comforting in a sense as comforting as the idea of endemic sin can be, (laughs) (laughs) that when our kids do do things that we go, where did that come from? It's not necessarily us. It's not necessarily bad parenting or this Mm -hmm. or that or things that we're, it's sin. Mm -hmm. And we're all on this journey working through those things together. So yeah, we all need to overcome that sinful nature and we can help each other do that in the family. Absolutely, we do. And as humans, we're talking about the human tendencies to do things. We also have this magnificent ability to communicate with one Mm -hmm. another, which is so individual to who we are. And not only that, we have the intellectual capacity to understand that. And so we have this great opportunity to use our voices to really draw people together rather than separate them into different groups and Mm. and why we can't meet them where they're at, which reminds me a lot about the story about the Samaritan woman at the well Mm -hmm. and how different she was, but how Jesus came and met her because they had that common ground and he could speak to her. And so really we have this ability to profess the good news, to bring others together and to show them where we unite in our sin and where we need to come together in that offering of salvation, which is offered to everybody, no matter what their creed or their race or their religion. Absolutely. Yeah. And in Galatians 3.28, it says, there's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus, which is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it really emphasizes what it's all about. There actually may be differences in us, but that faith that holds us together is what really matters. That's so true. All of the things, the differences that make a big difference to us don't make any difference to God. Mm-hmm. All he cares about is us really understanding and coming together in faith in him so that we can overcome our human nature. We can overcome that sin nature. We can be saved and then really live in to <laughs> our identity as children of God yeah. and really let that image of God shine through for ourselves and for our kids. Absolutely. Well, thank you all so much for being here once again. And we'll see you again next week. Yeah, see you then. Bye. Bye.